We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. You see, they told me I'm the one that's gonna benefit. I promise you, I'm not trying to channel Nelly circa 1999 to 2001 with this right here. But we are <laughs> we are back in the building at Veterans Minimum, where we can find all things VM. I'm your lovely, sensational, productive, stallion, stud, handsome host, Nick Deus. Dang, that was you were you were really searching. <laughs> Right. You, you gotta you gotta compensate for the uh, for the bang up. Got a little banged up today, bro. Let's, bro, let's tried to do an arm drag in jujitsu. Yeah. And when I pulled, we clashed heads. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I feel fine. I feel great. But yeah. I was uh pretty paranoid because I don't want to scar, bro. Oh, were you bleeding? Yeah, I got stitches. Oh I got four stitches, yeah. Oh, that's a scar. I'll show you, I'll show you the wound after. Um it was funny because like we hit heads and uh he started but he got it worse. Okay. He got like a cut up here. Yeah. Um I was like, yo, bro, you're bleeding. And then my friend Matt on the floor was like, Yeah, you too, bro. So I went like that and I just saw a lot of blood. And I was just <laughs> like, Oh, it's probably from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then nope. <laughs> it was from me. Dang. And I just I just left off the mat and I was bro, I was devastated. Devastated for a couple of reasons, cause like uh, I'm leaving this weekend to go back home. And uh, one of the main reasons why I was going back home, bro, was because my jujitsu gym banded. So it used to be in like a space like this, right? Yeah. Now it's like probably the size of the whole studio. If you go back into the green room. So. It's almost syndicate, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about my gym back home in, in, in oh, Queens. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. Uh, long story short, my, the guy that got me into jujitsu, I trained other Sergio Da Silva. He passed away. And then his brother took over the program with one of Sergio's main training partners, Hugh McKenna, shout out to you guys. Can't wait to see you guys this week. Uh, you know, they've been doing it for about three years now, man. And they finally, like, they have way more people at the program that they needed to expand, which is fucking dope. That's great. And immediately when this happened and I got the stitches, they're like, yo, you can't, you can't do any physical contact for like seven to 10 days until you get the stitches out. And then I got to be like doing creams and all that shit. I was like, fuck, I won't be able to train when I go back. Not. 
That's unfortunate. Yeah, that's what upset me the most. And then after that, I was like, yo, I don't want to have like a permanent kind of scar. You know, I'm too handsome, bro. Bro, we're getting too old to be taking on new scars. I'll yeah. say that. It's one It's one thing. It's one thing when you can point to like some old stuff like, oh, yeah, you know, this this scar on my shoulder is actually I jumped so high. Yeah, I was 14. I, no, like I hit my freaking arm on the backboard. The backboard didn't have no pad. And I got like a scar on my arm. That's like one of the few scars I have where I'm like, I actually could get off the ground. <laughs> but yeah, on the face. We, we don't want anything on the face. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, shout, shout out to Shane. When I got this, my uh, one of my really good friends out in Vegas, and he's one of the head coaches there. He was like, yo, you're finally a real man. You got some like battle wounds, bro. I was like, dude, I just didn't want to have anything crazy because, you know, like we do, we shoot content for a living and whatnot and being on camera, I didn't want to have anything crazy. But like, shout out to the ER. Did a great job. Stitches came out great. Uh, so we'll be good. But Josh is in the building. Yes. Yes. Uh, did you enjoy the traffic on your way in? Bro, the traffic is hellacious. This is out of hand. I, I have driven the same route for the last month, even through Formula One. No problems. Today, Nick like, oh, yeah, it's bad today. Go this way. And I was like, no, nah, I got a better way. I know my way. My way has been A1. It's been perfect. Two hours later, I'm uh, just strolling in. So I, I do apologize. You know, I hate to be late and that. Is is the difference between being late and like there ain't nothing I can do? Because <laughs> I did leave like a solid 40, 40 minutes early. Still nothing. He didn't tell me that he went a different route. I tried to. He said there's nothing he could do, ladies and gentlemen. I told him not to go the way that he went. No, no, you didn't know the right I was going. You that's didn't know. Fair, you didn't know. Fair. You didn't know. Cause because the way that you were saying, cause see, Frank, Frank Sinatra from me, I have to kind of fight traffic to get to it. Copy. So it's like, if I can evade all of that first, I just evade it. So honestly, for me, the way that you were saying, I would really go Valley View usually. If I was going to go that way, and I and I, I plan to if it's still going to be like this. So, Shout out to everyone out in the lobby. Thank you for uh, watching. At Veterans Minimum, give us a shout out. Give us a follow. Hey, hey, there we go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> gang, gang. Out here. Uh, speaking of Formula One. I uh I actually went, bro. That's crazy. That's that's really cool. And that's really uh, cool. shout out to to sis Elena. She hooked it up. I get to the gym right. So UFC was very early. Yeah, that wraps up at around I don't know what five. Yeah, it was like it was like yeah. Shout out to Brendan Allen too. Yeah, BA's my guy. That's BA, my guy. Ba trained with uh, Jared Gordon. That's um. I know I know of him really well, and like he knows of me through Jared. So shout out to him. Yeah, really dominant win. Um, Brandon's a great dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. phenomenal performance. Um, so anyway, finished UFC, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I've been a piece of shit just sitting on the couch all day. Let me go get a workout. I get to the gym at six o'clock. I get a phone call. Yo, you got forty five minutes. Come to my house if you want to come to Formula One. Like, all right, sure. I'm not gonna say no. I was like, I'm not into Formula One at all, bro. I don't yeah. get it. Um, I think it capitalized on the pandemic and then it capitalized on us not being able to do anything. So people been watched drive to survive. Like they were been watching tiger King. Yeah. Yeah. And all these other shows, which again, right time, right place. And that kind of jump started the whole movement of formula one here in America. You, you feel like you feel like it just happened in the last year. No, like I, in the last, since the pandemic. Yeah. A hundred percent. Boy, Lewis Hamilton would come in this this studio and okay. be upset. Look who you mentioned, Lewis yeah. Hamilton, who yeah. has at the time outgrew his sport. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, everybody knew Lewis Hamilton because he also did a good job of like getting in the limelight, dated yeah. a couple celebrities. Yes, he did. Yes, Nicole Scherzinger, great girl, Mount Rushmore. God, that's that's one of your ones too, huh? Yeah, she's forever. That's goaded right there. I don't even know what to say. The buttons video. We're we're of a similar generation. I might be oh, older no. than you, but we we're of a similar generation. Right, listen, I don't know what I have to do. Whatever that is. I'm all about it. Great yeah, girl. she is. Yeah. Yeah, she, so, anyway. But, yo, like you mentioned Lewis Hamilton. A lot of people knew Lewis Hamilton. Yes. He goes to the soccer games out there. He's friends with like Neymar and them. He's friends with Odell Beckham. Yeah. He's, he's a guy that it's the same with people that don't know soccer or follow soccer. You know Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. Like, especially if you're a sports fan, you'd yes. be an idiot to not know of those names. I felt like Lewis Hamilton was one of those guys. Like he's done, um, what's that Netflix show? That uh, Larry Dave? No, not Larry Dave. Who is the late night host? Oh, oh, oh! Um, now uh, he has like the crazy yeah, Rick Rubin yeah, beard. Yeah, he has he has the beard. Uh, you're talking about uh, David Letterman. David Letterman. David yeah, Letterman. Why did I say Larry? Oh, Letterman. L well, L yeah. Larry David. You were you so were he you're was, with He's it. been on his show. He's done like, oh, he's done Breakfast Club. Like he's yeah. he's more in the limelight than all the other F1 drivers. And yeah. then of course F1. Thank God the cap was on that because that would have been a terrible spill. So anyway, F1, I really think, and dude, we we had a show here, Drive to Win, where a lot of the guests that would come on, big name Formula One guests would be like, yeah, Drive to Survive really helped the evolution of F1 in the US. So I go there having never really watched it. I got into it because I was you know, working on the show and just being around it like through proximity. Bro, it was wild. Yeah. It was crazy. I get it now. Like, I like to experience things so then I could understand why are so many people into this? Yeah. I've never been into it. Never. And I was telling Jeremiah and some of my friends back home, I was like, yo, imagine if your first ever football game was the Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl. Yeah, you would never be right. You would you would be off, like, in experiencing that moving forward. Yeah. And it's like you just achieved the top, <laughs> top. And look, I'm not going to come off as a, Formula One savant, but a lot of people were like, yo, this was the best race of the year. A lot of like overtakes. I didn't know that someone passing someone on the on the course was like such a holy shit. It was crazy. No, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big well, because it's it you gotta remember it's not it's not NASCAR. So if we trade, if we bump or trade paint, things can happen. Yeah, well, we saw the dude uh Lando Norris. I bet on him to win uh to win the race and he crashed out after the second lap. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, there goes 25 bucks. <laughs> Crazy. His whole tire came off. I was like, I don't think they can fix that. I don't think they can fix that. Yeah, it was nuts, man. It was nuts because apparently like the way some courses are set up overseas, there's only like one specific area you can yeah. do like an overtake. Yes, yes. Where here, there was like four. Yeah. So it was yeah, a bigger deal because of the way the course was. Yeah. Um, I won some money over the weekend okay. at the race. And this is, this is a betting lesson for any sport. Even if you don't know the sport, if you understand betting, you can make money. I know of Max Verstappen only because like everyone talks about Max. He's the next GOAT. He's like 25, 26 years old. Already worth $90 million. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton's worth almost 300. That's why I'm like, pandemic didn't save them. I can tell you that. He's, he's like entering that sphere if he's not there already, especially when you're looking at his age, right? And he's yeah. a part of the best team right now with Red Bull. So coming into the race, 
he's minus 300 to win the race, right? $300 to win $100. Yeah. No one wants to do that. Around like lap 25, mm. he drops down to like eighth. And then Charles Leclerc and Sergio Perez yeah. were like leading the race. That's right. I'm like, yo, this is Pat Mahomes, right? This is the next, this is the GOAT. This is what everyone's telling me. This is the guy. Yeah. So if you're the guy, I take out my cellular, go on the app, live betting, plus 200. Oh, okay. Confirm. I was also tanked. I had like, dude, I drank like four beers and a shot of Patron in like 28 minutes. And I'm talking about like the tall boys, the Heineken. Four beers? Yeah. What are you doing? Do you think you're 24 anymore? Nah, beer don't do. I think it was it was a shot that put me over. I can't do. I can't do liquor, bro. I never could do liquor. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, dude, see, like I, got, like I haven't drank all day. If we did like a shot of anything, it would just like throw me off. Like really? Yeah, yeah. But beer, I could have like ten of them. I'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Beer's been a beer beer's, beer's water for me. It Love doesn't. Beer. I well, I just. It, I never was a beer person. Continue. So I went and I live bet it, and it's important. If you're betting, even if you don't know the sport, if you just understand the odds, this guy was a heavy favorite and there was yeah. still like 20 laps to go. Yeah. Was, yeah. You were, you were a little bit more than half. If you said like lap 27, you were seven ish. Yeah. yeah. You were a you little were, bit more than, yeah. yeah. Cause it was 50 laps. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I was like, bro, if this guy is really the guy. Yeah. And then before you know it, like lap 45, I text Jeremiah and some mm-hmm. of my other friends back home. They're like, yo, just cash the ticket already. I was like, for real? They're like, yeah, cast the ticket. And then I go on the live odds, minus 2,800 live. Oh, my god! So I was like, yo, bro, he has a four-second lead, which also you realize how long four seconds is when it's like these cars are going like 200 miles per hour. More than that, which is crazy. But on that straightaway that I was at was wicked because like Max would go through. And then like Leclerc would follow him. Yeah. And you're like, yo, he's not that far off. And people are like, dude. It's Jeez, over. It's a wrap. I'm like, really? That's crazy. you probably don't get that experience on TV, but in person it was wild, bro. And I feel I still feel like I could smell the car tires. Yeah. Shit was it was it was lit. That's crazy. No, that's that's really, really cool. I mean, uh did man. you do any Formula One stuff this weekend? Uh, I attempted to. Oh. So I so okay, so my Thursday was crazy. Thursday I was at work and I get a text, hey, you want to go to a boxing fight tonight? And I was like, oh, sure. Yeah. No idea who's fighting. And I'm like, I, as I'm walking up to T-Mobile, I'm like, it's Thursday. Like, fight probably is trash. I get outside the marquee. Shakur Stevenson. I was like, oh, snap. It's a great fight. I'm two rows back. Two rows back. I'm literally right by, like, like uh, Shakur's, uh, I was right by the blue corner. So I'm right by the favorites, right? So maybe about halfway through the fight, I get another text. Hey, you want to go to Formula One tonight? I'm not going. I'll send you the tickets right now. Sure. Two tickets. I get two tickets. I was expecting one. I get two tickets. So I like hit up my homegirls like, hey, you want to go to Formula One? Like I literally just got tickets. So we get there. Flexing too. She was, you know what I mean? She was looking nice as, as she tends to do. And um, it, it, was some, it, was, it was some moderate walking for the boots that she had on. So I did feel a little bit bad because that was definitely some pavement movement. And um, so we get there and like right as we get there, it's like, yeah, there's a delay. We sit and wait for about 30 minutes and like everyone's just sitting. I go and I talk, you know, me because I'm going to go talk to people. So I go talk to the pit crew that's like sitting on the side. I'm like, hey, 
you guys hear anything about, you know, any kind of delays or what's what's next or whatnot? And they were like, yeah, the, the earliest is 2.30. I looked at her and was like, all right, girls, time to roll. <laughs> so I didn't see anything. So Formula One, you owe me a, a, a hoodie, it sounds like, is what they're giving away. It's $100 a ticket, so, or $200 a ticket, so I can get a hoodie. Those hoodies were like a buck sixty. Bro, always, if you guys ever go to, I learned this when I went to the Super Bowls. I told you I've been to 10 Super Bowls, right? Huh? Yeah, I've been to 10 Super Bowls. Bro, hold on, man. Wait a minute. You've been to the Super Bowl? Yeah, 10 times. And, like, I literally want to get up. That's out of hand. No, right? That's out of hand. So my dad got the coffee truck in the city, 49th and Park Avenue. That's where the NFL offices used to be. Yeah. So we used to have a lot of customers in the NFL just give my dad tickets. My dad's first ever football game. First ever football game was the Super Bowl. No, see, that's out of When the Broncos played the Packers? Okay, 98. Oh, wait, yeah, 98. Uh, No, excuse me, 97. Whichever one that was. 97, because 98 was the Falcons. I can go back. Right. Like, I'm I'm good until, like, 79. That's when I start. And then my dad went to every single Super Bowl until New York. New York was the last one that my family went to. Okay. Yeah, Seahawks, Broncos. But I went to the Jacksonville one. I went to Arizona. I went to San Diego. So, like, I tell people I've never been to California because, like, I went to San Diego for, I don't know, 20 hours when the Raiders played the Bucks. So, yeah, I've been to I've been to 10 Super Bowls. The reason why I'm bringing that is, number one, I wanted to flex. Yes. Number two, also, I went to buy merch on, like, Friday. $80, Super Bowl, 42 Yeah, whatever, yeah. My uncle was like, we're not buying nothing. I was like, dude, I want to get this. Oh, I, was, well, I don't know how old I was, 13, 14. Yeah. Getting emotional and shit. I'm like, yo, I want this. He goes, bro, wait till Monday before we leave. Dude, not even Monday. Sunday, leaving the stadium. Everything 60%. 70% off. Yeah. And it was because they got to get rid of it. That's right. We can't ship yeah, it back. They we don't want to ship it back. back. They don't want to ship it back. So. Yeah. Formula One was the same way, bro. I bought <laughs> I bought all my Formula One shit yesterday. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Just because I came I came to the win for for work for the night show, and yeah. I'm like, oh, let me walk around. And all seventy percent off. Free game, y'all. You just gotta download the episode. That's all you gotta do. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Good. That's before, good stuff. Before we get into the rest of the show and to recap week eleven of the NFL. Let's give a shout out to Blue Chew. You like Blue Chew? You ever tried Blue Chew? I got to get you some, bro. I'm a Scorpio. But Blue Chew, keep doing your thing. For those of us that... that so your birthday that, just passed, right? Yeah. Did I wish you a happy birthday? You did not, but it's okay. Really? I'm 39. It's fine. At this point, <laughs> like I'm just good to see another day. Are so. you... Are you uh, don't tell anybody it's a birthday no. kind of guy. You no, don't tell but, I, but I'm also not the guy like, it's my birthday, so I'm not that guy. I'm I that like, guy. <laughs> okay, you're that I'm guy. I'm that guy. I when ride, I ride the middle. Like, if, if people, like, do or say things, and I'm like, like, why are you acting this way? Like, well, it's my birthday, so, like, pull it together. Oh, nah, I'm 100%, like, I have the same post every year. <laughs> Take a jersey, all right? So, there's going to be Larry Bird here coming up. Oh, you're in your you're in your bird, Patrick Ewing, Scotty Pippen. Ewing, you know okay, all right. So it's gonna be a lot of those. Yeah, and then it's gonna be like y'all have to be nice to me today. Oh, because this is my day. Oh, and I might even pop a blue chew for it. Oh, fair enough. All right, blue fair chew enough. is a 
unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. As you guys know, we always say, no dick, no hope. Blue Chew will help you get the strokes right. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no stitches needing. All right, you don't need them. Oh, we need stitches? Nah, nah, that, that'd be crazy That's if you needed tragic. stitches. Tragic. Right? <laughs> and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew tablets are made in the U.S. of A and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew wants to help you guys have better sex. Us at Veterans Minimum want you guys to have good strokes. So go to bluechew.com, use the promo code VM to receive your first month free. When you go to checkout, use the promo code VM, bluechew.com, free shipping, first month, bluechew.com, use the promo code VM. Okay. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's talk week 11. I want to ask you, you know what I want to ask you. I already know it's coming. <laughs> and, uh, you know. How is it we can't beat anybody else, but we beat Washington, bro? Oh, jump on top of us, pause. Like, it's no problem bro, at all. Washington, the, if the Giants played the Commanders every year, every week, I should say, because they play each other twice, right? Yeah. Bro. Banners on banners. <laughs> Dude, you, you guys would be in the playoffs. Dude, I don't know how many games we'd get, but yo, even, I can tell you you'd be in the playoffs every even year. When, even when Eli Manning was there, I think his record against Washington is like 19 and 4, 18 and 5. It's something outrageous. And even since then, bro, they, the Giants just always beat up on the commanders. I don't know what it is. I really, really don't know what it is. But because it's like, it's, it's honestly like Jekyll and Hyde versus you guys. Cause we always play, we always play Philly tough. Yeah. And we all, we like, we like, okay. We either play Dallas really tough. We either blow Dallas out, play them tough, or we get blown out. Yeah. There's like yeah. Dallas. It kind of just depends on what's going on. But I swear for whatever reason, like I, I'm telling you that like, I still have scars from that Wellington Mara game. Like, you guys were trash that year, and then Tiki Barber ran for, like, 200-some yards and 
three touchdowns, and it's like so. Giants are eight, two, and one in the last eleven games against Washington. I believe it. I was at the one. What a horrible game that was. And like the the one one of the wins for Washington was the last game of the regular season when the Giants didn't need it in in two thousand and two. And then the other one was a thirty to twenty nine. I believe that was like a Thursday night football game. I think it was a Thursday oh, night football game. Yes, and yes, like, yes. Where where um what's the name made that long run up the sideline? Yeah, Daniel Jones. No, no, not Daniel Jones. Um Saquon. No, no, no. On my team. On my team. It was because that was uh Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke was mm. was was the quarterback. Pretty sure it was Heineke. But bro, that was like we just own you guys. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I have to sit here and, 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 just and like yo, take it's it. it's so wild about that division, right? Because you're right. I, m- my other friend Josh, shout out to the Joshes, both Washington fans. I was like, bro, the NFL makes no sense, dude. Like football's dumb. It makes no sense <laughs> if you think about it. How yeah. does Washington take Philly to overtime? Philly to like the last drive. Mm-hmm. Close games. Every time you play Philly. And Philly's going to Super Bowls and shit. And then they usually, I think of Washington and Dallas as win one, lose one. One and one every year is yeah. how I think of it. Yeah. If you get both, you, you should be springboarded right. to a good it's, season. It's wild. But just like how I think of it mentally in my head, they play Philly really tough and they steal wins against them or it's a bloodbath. They split against Dallas and they never beat the Giants. And then on the flip side, the Giants, especially with Eli, never beat Philly, still don't beat Philly. With Eli, they would split against Dallas. Yes, usually. Usually. Usually, most years. And, yes. and they would always win in Dallas. I remember like when, when Jerry World opened up, yep. they won like the first four games in Dallas mm-hmm. and the playoff game too. And then they would beat up on Washington. And it's just wild how that shit happens. And also Tommy DeVito has thrown more touchdown passes than Zach Wilson and Kenny Pickett. Well, and he's the first Giant I heard that that uh, that had that many touchdowns in his first two starts. Yeah. Giant quarterback. I was like, wow, that's saying something. He's a good lad. Stays at home with his family still. Home-cooked meals. He's awkward looking. You guys always had, like, we I swear, you guys, you guys never have, like, <laughs> That dude's getting girls. Like, you never have that quarterback. You guys always have, like, the quarterback. Like, Eli, Eli, like, Eli Manning, always looked Eli like Eli Manning that. got it in, bro. <laughs> Eli Manning got it in. Come on, don't you dare slam that's, the that's goat. only because he was in New York. That's the goat. So, but, hey, listen, man. Right place, right time, right? Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> Come on now. Oh, my goodness. But, yo, that, that game, it was just, like, it's not an important game. I would just say it only because... It's your team and it's my team and my team always beats your team, even though both teams suck. Yeah. Tough times. Tough times. All right. On a serious note, though, uh, I didn't get to talk about this last week because we had finished recording already. Joe Burrow and Watson, Ohio quarterbacks. The Ohio NFL teams will not have their quarterbacks the rest of the year. How do you feel about that, man? Uh, I, I feel horrible for the Bengals because the Bengals legitimately, and we've said it both on this show, they had Super Bowl aspiration. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though the Bengals weren't having the best season, they were rounding into form. They were giving everybody a fight. Um, for them to lose Joe Burrow, and then you heard Joe Burrow, you know, he like apologized to the team for getting hurt. And it's like, Burrow, like, you're hurt. It's okay. And he's like choked up and sad because the season's essentially ruined. 
Um, no, no, no. It's not essentially. Oh, oh, yeah. It's it's it's, it's, ruined, it's ruined. It's a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> it's GG. It is. I mean, yeah. come on. Like again, let's bring betting into this. Since it is a betting show, it's the number one sports betting blog on the internet. Prior to the injury, prior to the injury, they were twelve to one to win the Super Bowl. So this is before they go into Thursday night football, right? Yeah. He gets hurt the next morning. They haven't said that he's out for the year. They go to 20 to 1 to win this. Wow. Now they're 80 to 1. Wow. So when you yeah. say essentially, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> essentially, I'm being, I'm, 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 I'm being I'm being friendly. Yeah, you're being polite. No, nah, it's, it's over. It's over. And then on the flip side, well, the other quarterback in this situation is Watson. He gets shut down. And I know Cleveland wins over the weekend, and it was an emotional win. Uh, for him, because he was getting a lot of hatred, but also it was one of those things where both defenses came to play. The offenses in Pittsburgh and Cleveland did not. Yeah, but he gets the win. Great moment for him. It's wild if you look at the top salaries in the NFL at like quarterback. How either bad they're playing, or they're hurt. Yeah, Rogers hurt. Kirk Cousins hurt. Burrow hurt. Watson hurt. Murray was hurt, comes back. His team has no chance at the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Dak playing well. Josh Allen. Up and down. Up and down, roller coaster. Mahomes playing well. Hurts playing well. Lamar playing well. Justin Herbert. How many times? Shout out to Kenny. Kenny bets big. He's not on the show this week. He had an emergency. He'll be back next week. Uh, we're pending this Eagles-Chiefs game at the time of recording. We need Mahomes to get us. The, the, th the two and a half to cover for Circa. But shout out to Kenny. He said that Justin Herbert is just Jay Cutler. Yeah. With yeah, elite remember, attributes. And it's like, said that. I told him that's your best take ever. And then he hit me up yesterday and was like, bro, when you said that every Chargers game is the same, that's your best take ever. Because every single Chargers game is the same. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Dude, in the last 10 years, you want to hear the most outrageous shit ever? The last 10 years, they've played 101 score games. That's crazy. The second closest is like 72. That's crazy. And everyone knows the, the stimulation I get with one score games. I talk about them all the time and how they're very important for handicapping. You don't even need Bluetooth for that for me to get stimulated when I talk about these one score games. The amount of times... That Justin Herbert, who is six foot six, gets balls tipped at the line of scrimmage is alarming. Yeah. We talked about that before. The game ended yesterday on a tip pass. The guy was wide open on the route that he was running. Yeah. It's like, bro, how, dude? And I get it. Sometimes defensive lines, yeah. they're taught if you can't get to the quarterback, just get your hands up. Bro. Sitting in between luck and what is going on. Because usually this when that happens, thing with him. it's luck. So when it happens this much and you're a bigger quarterback, he's got to work with different arm slots, yeah. different arm angles, something. He's got he's to take personal responsibility at some point. How much longer do you think we give him the pass for? Uh, I mean, listen, his, he's, it's kind of in a situation similar to Kyler Murray. Their contract is going to dictate that they get to ride it out for a little bit. Because see, right now... His pass is, well, the coach sucked. That's his pass. Like, Kyler Murray kind of is already like, 
he's on bated time a little bit. But again, you can't really move him because he's got an unmovable contract and he's kind of hurt. So it's like you kind of have to just sit there. Um, similar to kind of what the Cowboys have with Dak. Uh, but yeah, like some of these quarterbacks, man, when you give them that money, can't really do anything unless someone else falls in love. Like unless, you know, maybe Herbert, him and Kellen Moore have a really good rapport. Kellen Moore goes to a new team and that team needs a quarterback. That could be a situation where you try to trade for him. But in, in LA right now, kind of there. Their team just gets banged up every year. It's the same old Charger shit. It's very frustrating because they also have talent too, bro. Yeah. They have a lot of talent. Joey Bosa, he got hurt. Um, Joey Bosa's always hurt. Yeah. And, and like, you know, they lose Mike Williams early in the year. And then yep. Johnston yesterday drops a, one of the worst drops of the year. Like, it was very reminiscent of Christian Watson's drop last year, week one against Minnesota. Yeah. It's kind of the same exact thing. And it's a walk-in touchdown, and then it alters how Rodgers felt about him until later in the year. Remember, Watson yeah. last year was getting going. And look, man, this Green Bay team, to shift over to them, some of the rookies were leading the charge for them. They're very young, and that was the biggest handicap coming into the year. And I think if they could get through this next two games, they play the Lions and the Chiefs. If they could split those, yeah, no, I agree with you. They're going to be underdogs in both. Yeah. But they're four and six right now. The rest of the schedule, there's a lot of wins. There's a lot of wins. It's in division. They're playing the Lions on Thursday for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Eh. Their, their young guys are stepping up, and they have they have talented pieces on that team. Rashad Gary's having a, a pretty, pretty good year, and Aaron Jones kills them when he's out the lineup, and he got banged up again, so he's probably going to be out. But... I think it comes down to like Jordan Love, man, and it's been the Jordan Love thing all year long. But with, with Justin Herbert and the Chargers, dude, it's so frustrating because I was defending him for so long, bro. So long. And it, look, I don't still think he's a top 10 quarterback, but I think he gets worse and worse every week. He find, I feel like he finds new ways to mess it up. That's my feeling toward. Like, it's like, you know, at least with Kirk Cousins, it was always like, Kirk going to throw that pick at the end of the game. Like, just pray that we're up <laughs> when the pick comes. You know what I mean? Justin Herbert finds, like, new ways to mess up. Like, he either, either you know, we need to make a drive and we're not executing or, you know, there's a penalty or, like you said, a ball gets batted down in a situation where somebody was wide open. We schemed it up. We got the look we wanted. Wide open, batted down. Doesn't matter. Um yeah, it's it, it's tough because we we all want to love Justin Herbert. Like I feel like we all love him, and it, you know he has this all shucks demeanor. But like it's like, some point, oh no, at some point it's no longer gonna be the coach that's that's the scapegoat because he's definitely getting fired after this year, as he should. Yeah, bro, you have three four years as a head coach to to they give you time. Unless it's a complete nightmare where you win like one game, then like Steve Wilkes when he was in Arizona, yeah, like something like that. There's like, okay, but then it was a unique situation where Kyler Murray was available, and then Kingsbury they had that relationship, so that was like everything was perfect to start to, fresh to get him out, right? Yeah. But 
it's just not, it's not it, man, with him. And there's been so many fireable offenses over the last couple of years. And I think even after the playoff game last year. Yeah, you, you always get on that playoff game. I, I, it's tough for me on that one because I guess I will say he is a defensive-minded coach. So for his defense to do that, that might have been fireable. But they were out to such a big lead. So it's like it's hard. It's, it, that one's always hard. Hold on. Not even that. He's a defensive-minded coach, and his defense got Trash. worse from when he got there. Trash. Like, it's it's really bad. And he was really good with the Rams as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. And, yo, he's probably one of those guys where I've it, – it's, it's been one of my strongest takes, I think, since I started creating content, that there's just some dudes that are not suitable to be Robin. Yeah. Uh, to be Batman, excuse me. Batman. And, but they're, they're great Robins. Wade Phillips. That's one. Rex Ryan. Yeah. Amazing defensive coordinator as a head coach. Okay, you had you had like the two seasons that Jeff fans still have you pedestal, which they should, right? Like they yeah. haven't had prior to that. And since. <laughs> yeah, and since. Yeah. But besides that, dude, there's a lot of guys who are great offensive minds or defensive minds. But as head coaches, it's different because now you got to worry about the clock. You got to manage your timeouts. You got to. Know about you, the offense and the defense. You, you got to make control the whole room. You got to make the call on fourth and three. Do I go for it this time? Do I not? And those are also things like the one score games that you can't expect to hit every single year. Yeah. The first year that Brandon Staley is there and they missed the playoffs because of like the, the Raiders, the no punt or whatever it was where they could have tied and both teams would have made the playoffs. Yeah. I think. Dude, they were they were like 75% on fourth downs. And he was going for fourth and nine, fourth and fifth. Like, fuck that. We're going for it. And it was dope because they were yeah. converting a lot of them. But then what happened the year after that? They're not converting as many. Yeah. And those decisions look bad. You're now. a genius. Riverboat Ron, right? Everyone, what happened? When's the last time he went for it on fourth down? Oh, no. We go for it all the time. And it's like, I'd much rather take the points right here mm. because I don't trust our team. Take the points. I'm going to take the points guy only if it means it extends the amount of possessions that you have to win this game. Oh, you only take the points when you're already up? Yeah. See, I take the points when oh, no, I know. No. Like, or or if, I'm, if I'm down to cut it to one possession. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. If I'm down 12, I'm not kicking a field goal. Because then I still need two possessions. Oh, if you're down 12. If you're down 12. Yeah. Or, yes. or if I'm yeah. up 12, it's still keeping, it's still going to be two possessions. Yeah. Whereas if I'm up, it was when, uh, when uh, the Packers got a lot of heat in that playoff game. Yeah. Because they kicked the field goal to make it a five point lead as opposed to a two point when they played Tampa Bay. Yeah. Everyone's like, yo, bro, why are you kicking a field goal? Tampa Bay still needs only one possession to win the game. Yeah. Do you follow what I'm saying? No, no. I feel it, like I might have lost you at some point. Oh, no, no. Not, not at all. Not at I, all. I just uh, think if I have a chance, if I'm up six. Yeah. Right? It's 26-20. There's seven minutes left. I'll kick the field goal if I go in field goal range to make it a nine-point game because then you need the Two ball twice. Me. Yes. No, a thousand percent. Why would I kick? A you, wouldn't, you wouldn't kick it in a situation to go up five depending on how much time is left on the clock to force them to have to go get to force them to go get a touchdown? Yeah, if it's, if it's to get a, if there's a minute 30 left, yeah, now I know for a fact I have to get a touchdown. It's what the, it's what the Patriots did with the Giants in the Super Bowl. They let yeah. Ahmad Bradshaw score. Yes. And the Giants were like, yo, don't score, don't score. Yeah. And then yeah. he fell into the end zone. 
Yeah. But then you know if you're the other team, you have to now score a touchdown. That's right. That's different. But we can do but it. That's also under two minutes. I'm talking about in general approaches oh, okay. to games. Okay, okay. I'm not kicking a field goal if I still need two possessions to get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, listen. That and I feel like we see that a lot. Yeah. Not just this game, not just Ron Rivera in general. Like, this is this is happening a lot. It's confusing to me. Yeah. What about, uh, I, I, I had this take actually off the Super Bowl this past year. What about when you go up, like, basically you score, you kick extra point, you're up eight. Would you rather go for two or just kick the field goal? When I asked Peyton Barber on my show, he was like, no, you just kicked the field goal. And I was like, I lose nothing by going for two. Like, because we're already up seven. You know, I kick the field goal. I'm forcing you to make a, a two-point conversion. But if I go for two and I get it, and it's the last four minutes of the game, you got to get the ball twice. Yeah, I'd much rather go for two. And now I've put you in a position where you've got to score and get the ball back again. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's just my feeling on it. Yeah. No, that's a good take. People don't do it. Like, you don't see it a lot. And it's always it's always weird for me because, trust me, I'm mad and I'm going for two because I lose nothing. Like, you score a touchdown, kick a field goal, we're tied anyway. So it's like, I'd rather go up by two scores and force you to get the ball again. And now I have a chance to just wind the clock down if I do give up a score. No, nah, it makes sense, man. It makes sense. Uh, I guess also, like, you know, it's easier to give these answers now, but I think flow a game, right? It's it's been my take about like going for it on fourth down and the analytics. Yeah, I was like, oh, the analytics say you got to go for it on fourth and five here from your forty. It's like my analytics telling me that Tommy DeVito and Desmond <laughs> Ritter are my quarterbacks, or is it telling me that it's Jalen Hurts and Mahomes? Yeah, or it, you even know, still, even still, it's yeah, fourth and five. Has like, Mahomes been struggling tonight? Has underneath? It been, yeah, or, or it could be the the opposite too. Maybe that day, Tommy DeVito or Desmond Ritter or or a Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill's of the world, maybe they're 27 of 32. Yeah. And they're just having one of those days or having an out-of-body experience yeah. and they're lighting shit up. Yeah. Does the analytics account for that? Or is it always when it's fourth and three with 337 on the clock, you have to do this. You're supposed to go. That's where I have my issues with analytics. Oh, of course. No, listen. And uh, I've heard, because I've asked this question a bunch. Yeah. I've heard from people on PFF, Football Outsiders, football, Football's Perspective. They're like, nah, there's a steady set chart and rules. And you're down 15 with eight minutes to go. When you're yeah. up seven with nine minutes to and it's kind of a preset for everything. I'm like, I don't know if I like that. No. And I, and look, I'll, I'll tell you why. As a coach, there's a certain thing that comes down to feeling. You have to feel certain things. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's calling this timeout to preserve time now versus, oh, we're going to hold our timeouts and, you know, whatever. Like, sometimes people make decisions and it's like, bro, like, you got to get out of bounds now. You got to start conserving time now versus running the clock down and now we're trying, now we're scrambling. Everything's always, you know, discombobulated. Uh, a thousand percent. I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent on that, for sure. I want to, uh, and it's going to surprise a lot of people. Did you see what happened with Jerry Jones over the weekend? No. Oh, well, I, I mean, you know, uh, Jimmy is getting enshrined. He's getting in the in the ring, if that's what you're getting yeah. at. Okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I, I you know, I didn't hear anything directly about Jerry, but I know that Jimmy's getting in the ring and that's going we're either gonna come to Jesus. He should have been he should listen. Well, that's why I'm saying, you know, yeah. amongst cowboy fans, there's a curse of Jimmy Johnson. That's right. 
It's like as there with, should be with, with the Giant fans now. Giants haven't been the same since Tom Coughlin gave the Mara family the cold shoulder when he got the retirement. It was, yo, bro, step down on your own or we're going to fire you. And you've done so much for us for a decade plus. Yeah. Let's save you the embarrassment. You need to step down and move on. And then he became like the president or the GM of like the Jaguars or some shit, right? Mm -hmm. There's There's a thing where it's like, yo, the Giants haven't been the same. It's like the curse of Coughlin. It's the curse of Jimmy Johnson. He welcomes him back. Yo, bro, we're going to retire your number. The reason why I'm saying all this is I like Dallas's defense a lot. They beat up on shitty teams. That hasn't changed. But starting to get behind the Cowboys. Oh. Does that surprise you? Uh, no, no, because the Cowboys. Am this, I this- setting myself up? To be disappointed if I back them financially. Oh, yes. Do not do it. So, I feel like that curse thing is like a real thing. Bro. It is. It is. And and listen. That's my handicap for taking the Cowboys to maybe win the <laughs> NFC. It's like, yo, bro, they buried the hatchet. And now, they're welcoming him back. And look, on a serious note, he's not going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Deron Bland. Played well. He has four touchdowns this year, four pick sixes. The fact that he stepped up for Trayvon Diggs, who went, went down, down. Yeah, week three, I think that yeah, was. Yeah, week three or four. It was still September. Yeah. And this defense has not really spiraled. Right? Yeah. You got Gilmore on the other side. You got him stepping up also. But, man, he's been a phenomenal surprise for them. He was a... F- Fifth round pick in 2022. He's, I he's, 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 a, he's a late mid round for he sure. He started 10 games. Um, and it was, you know, he had he had five passes he picked off last year, um, including four after Thanksgiving. So he got hot towards the tail end of the year last year. And he had another pick six against Bryce Young and the Panthers, which yeah. Bryce Young also, holy shit, man. I mean, yeah, I don't want to speculate because these things can be taken out of contents and can be investigated. But like, bro, I don't know if you point shaving, dog. Point shaving, that's what you say to my fans, point shaving. I mean, bro, when you throw that, I said the same thing about Matthew Stafford a couple of years ago when he first went to the Rams because he had like three straight games of pick sixes. And I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, I also backed them financially. So I was a little sour. But I just kept saying like, yo, bro, what is happening? And and some of the, and it's always the same interception. It's like yeah. the out pass that, that, that if that, you throw it behind them, it's getting housed. And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. And also I'm a little salty because I had Ursalita last week was Panthers plus 11. It just felt like a weird spot for Dallas. You know, they play on Thanksgiving, short week. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they the, might look the aura. Past. Yeah, the aura. Yeah, you're playing Carolina. You got the division rival coming up who beat you last year. And you want to gain ground in the division, especially when you look at Philly's tough schedule the rest of the way. Dallas takes care of business when it's a shitty team. I was being playful with the curse thing. They do have a Super Bowl roster. They have a Super Bowl team. I just need to wait and see because we feel the same way about them every single year around this time. And that that was what I was getting at when you asked whether you should back them or not, because this is the time of year where it's like, oh, the Cowboys might be there. They ain't. It's going to be this. Look, unless Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones are both 
crying at 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 the in the middle of the star, the the curse remains. Yeah. <laughs> and Dak Prescott's a quarterback, the curse definitely remains. And if they play the Niners, who beats them all the time, the curse remains. <laughs> Uh, there's a couple of games I definitely don't want to talk about, like Jaguars, Titans. I'm good to skip over uh, Miami and the Raiders. I'm good to skip over. Um, shout out to Tyree kill. He's going crazy. Jalen Ramsey, two interceptions. Like he's yeah. really changing the uh, dynamics of that defense for sure. And he, he came back earlier than people expected. They were saying like mid December. Yeah. yeah that was I, when I, when I saw he was playing, I was like, yeah. Oh, he's back. Yeah. And he's been, he's been playing really well. There, there is one thing as we start to uh, sort of wrap up the show, just cause we are pressed on time because uh, Josh decided to take his own route <laughs> when coming here. Um, bro. I really like the lions win over the weekend. Yes, sir. I know it's the Bears, but they're down 12 with like five minutes left. Yeah, like four, four and a half minutes left around there. And Jared Goff of two and a half years ago showed up, just constant interceptions, just terrible decision making. And then he locked in like an absolute dime to Jamison Williams. And then Detroit's defense steps up, who... I still think their defense is going to be what holds this team back. Offensively, I like them a lot. Yeah. But because they could beat you so many different ways. Laporta, St. Brown, Williams, Gibbs, finally. Gibbs Montgomery too. Amon, St. Brown. Yeah, oh, yeah. you said St. Brown. St. Brown. The yeah. offensive line is really, really good. Best in the league, I'd say. But their defense is getting Swiss cheesed up by the Bears. Uh I know the Chargers, even though we shitted on them before, they still have the quarterback and like Keenan Allen was going crazy, but their defense is what, what's going to hold this team back. And then ultimately, we're recording at the time that the Eagles and the Chiefs are playing each other on Monday Night Football. I find it hard to envision, Josh, that someone could go into Philly and win. Even San Francisco. I think Philly is just a bitch to go play in. So as long as it has to go through Philly... I think the NFC representative is going to be Philly. And I think Philly's the only team that could go into any other building and win in the, mm. in the NFC. I think they could go into San Fran if San Fran happened oh, to get the one sure. seed. Sure. Them two play each other next week. Yeah. Uh, San Fran and the Eagles. They could go into Detroit and win. Yeah. Right. But the only team that would be able to would be Dallas. Because yes. Dallas, Just, it's the division rival. Yeah. You're playing them three times. Yeah. So that's my issue with Detroit. I think their defense is not that good. They give up a lot of yards. They give up a lot of points. But they did step up, though, to give them their roses at the end of this game. Big, big moment. You know, and we've and I've, I've mentioned this, and, you know, I know that you haven't been a fan of me saying that the line, be careful with the Lions this year, and I said it last year as well. Uh, but these are the type of games that they have to go through to continue to grow as a unit, to continue to grow as a team and an ascending team. Um, you know, like you said, to be down 12 and make that comeback in the last four or five minutes of the game is is great. And they've been handling their business with bad teams. This wasn't just a bad team, though. This was a divisional rival team. So that always has its own you know I mean, mixture of things. And to do it at home, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't sure if there was a home or away game. When I saw the highlights, I was like, oh, they did this mess at home. So that's, like, it's it's a lot of good energy. A lot of good energy for Detroit uh, coming up into a, you know, a really crucial Thanksgiving game. 
they're so you we're so used to seeing you know Detroit getting housed at home on Thanksgiving to see them actually win a Thanksgiving game that'll be different you know what I mean and like okay what does that do now we get the little mini break what does that do for them moving forward into the season um but you're right they they've had so many defensive injuries uh Gardner Johnson going down um I want to say one or two of their corners have gone down so like their back end is 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 the back end I'd say so you're already penciling Thanksgiving as a win for them? No, no, but I'm saying we're so used to seeing them lose. Oh, okay. So, so if they do win, gotcha. Okay, that's a like really thing. Yeah, I mean, think about it because like they're so used to taking that L and just moving on yeah. to the next week. They they get a win there and a mini break, a mini buy. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. They get healthy. Yeah, I'm saying we'll see. Yeah, it's the first time in their Super Bowl era's history that they're eight and two. And they were minus three in turnovers, bro. Like that, that says more about how shitty Chicago is. <laughs> You're minus three in turnovers and you still win. It's I don't want to talk about the mi- plus minus because uh, yeah. we was like minus five and almost still won. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, I, I do like I do like the Packers in the spot, though. They're playing Thanksgiving. Um, I definitely think the Packers cover the plus eight this week. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I think it'll be a close game. I think it's five. Look, dude, they played on Thursday Night Football many, many weeks ago. And uh, to this day, I don't think I've ever seen this happen. The Packers forced a punt. And then they went to commercial break. And then come back from commercial break and they threw a flag. And then Detroit ended up like getting a first down off it. I was like, yo, did you get the, for the people oh, that think. I remember dude, that. Because the game, because I remember we bet. We took the the Packers plus two in Circa. So we had to lock in our picks that week from Thursday for the whole week, right? And I remember it was like a six or it was a single possession game at that turning point. Yeah. I was like, yo, bro, because Kenny believes that sports are rigged and like Vegas is in on it. I don't think so. I don't they're, think so. They're in on it. Maybe, maybe the I'm calls not are here. made. The calls are made. But bro, that felt like one of those like, <laughs> yo, bro, you gotta throw a flag or some shit because this is crazy. I've never seen bro. They getting out of hand. They <laughs> punted. Like I don't even know if the Packers' offense came on the field. I don't want to go that far. But they went to commercial and like a lengthy commercial, like a two, three minute commercial yeah, came yeah, back. Yeah. Oh, there's a flag on the play. We're like, what? What happened? And uh, Jared Goff is back under center. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly what happened, bro. And then of course they're playing each other this week, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. And I think, I think the cool thing for Thanksgiving this week, all the matchups are division games. Yeah. You got Lions, Packers, Commanders, and Dallas. The famous RG3 game. I know you remember that one. His rookie Ooh, year. That was a great Thanksgiving. When he, when he posted up like that, when he threw the one touchdown. Great, great Thanksgiving. And then you got Seahawks Niners for, for the night game. Pierre Garcon across the middle, breaking five tackles. In the, Pierre in the Garcon. Game. Come on, man. Pierre, Pierre Garkin. That's what my one friend used to call. <laughs> Garkin. He used to get hammered and he'd be like, my, my boy Pierre Garkin. Because he would always, dude, don't you feel like, because you, you always you always mention your uh, your love for fantasy. Um, don't you feel like there's always one guy in the NFL that just in one season will end up on every single person's fantasy team? It used yeah. to be Nate Burleson. Like yeah. Nate Burleson was the ultimate Yo, my team, my number one receiver on my fantasy team has a bye. 
I'm gonna pick up Nate Burleson because he was never like on anyone's team, and I felt like Pierre Garcon. It wasn't that year, like because no, Pierre Garcon no. was good. But when he was with the Colts, but like sure. the tail end for sure was like, yo, bro, I'm gonna pick up Pierre Garcon and have a solid. Like, he'll give you a solid twelve points yeah, too. Twelve points, you know, Definitely. six catches. He's 50, an Anquan Bolden, fifty-eight type. yards. Mm-hmm. To put a bow on week eleven, what else would you like to? Uh, even though I shouldn't, because you came late. Oh. Um, What's the yeah. last thing you want to end on? Let's see what we got here. Uh, the Listen, the Broncos and the Vikings. This was the Broncos team, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get an ISO cam on this one, please? Because I got made fun of for this. Thank you, Brian. You're the man. This was the, this was the Broncos team that I was telling people they should go bet on in the beginning of the year. This was the one that I thought was going to be good. They're on a four-game winning streak. Russ is, uh, I don't know if he's cooking, but uh, he's 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 making he's making he's preparing lunch. Yeah, he's, he's preparing, preparing lunch. Yeah, he's preparing <laughs> lunch. He's doing he's doing a highest touchdown to interception ratio in the league. He's protecting the ball. It's not a bad thing. Maybe Sean Payton's like, yo, bro, you can't do the shit that we want you to do. You gotta do this. You gotta be more of a game manager, and it's fine. It's translating to wins. And if you take away the two games that they played against the Jets and Miami where they gave up like 31 points to the Jets, which I don't know if the Jets get the 31, the next seven games combined that they got to play. And then they gave up the 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. This Denver defense has been pretty, pretty good, especially the last couple of weeks. Kind of shut down the Packers, definitely shut down the Chiefs. Um, yesterday, they got their win also. Like they're playing really, really well, man. And look, sometimes it takes time. I'm trolling a little bit that this was, you know, go. I'm not saying to go and bet them to win anything, but dude, you look at the landscape of the AFC. Maybe bet them to get to the playoffs. Yeah, you could get plus three hundred right now to make that's, the playoffs. That's that's a that's a bettable bet. Get, I can give you that. They've schedule's got schedule's pretty. They got the Browns. They got the Texans. They got the Chargers. Then they have the Lions, which could be flexed. Uh, they got the Pats, Chargers again, and then the Raiders. So all of those games. I'd say outside, but even the Lions, like we, you know, we talk about the Lions, the Lions, that game is possible. That's a possible game. It is on the there's road. It is wins in, on that. Yeah. yeah there's a that, lot of potential yeah. for sure. So mm-hmm. they're, they're playing well, man. They're definitely playing well. And look, I'm not, Minnesota should still feel good about things with Dobbs yeah. and yo, Kareem Jackson, bro. Got suspended again. Got Hey, listen, stop, stop, stop headhunting. Stop trying to, I'm trying to that almost seems like he's doing it on purpose now, right? Well, look, the one that he did versus Logan Thomas when uh, when the commanders played, yeah, and he gave Logan a concussion. It was it was a I mean, it's unnecessary. Like there's certain hits where it's like, hey, bro, it's football, bro. But then there's certain hits where it's like, you was trying to dag one, take me off this earth. <laughs> there's, in, there's just a difference in every sport when you get that stigma or that that narrative gets floated around that you're a dirty player. It's almost impossible for you to. To switch that. It is because, listen, I have to, if me riding this line is what pays me, I have to do it. It's similar to Tom Wilson with the Capitals. You know what I mean? Hockey. I know you don't really talk about hockey much, but it's a similar thing. Once once you get that narrative, Draymond Green, when there's a narrative around you, Dylan Brooks. But then people look for it too. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything that you do is microanalyzed. Yeah. Like, oh, he meant to kick his leg that way. And it's like, no, sometimes my leg just happens to kick that way and you just happen to be there. But since I'm this guy, I'm suspended. It's like that in my Madden League. But I-
I'm always the suspended guy. I mean, dude, I remember one time I was playing basketball and uh, we were playing in like one of those rec leagues. We got a hoop. And uh, like, uh, you keep talk, telling these stories. We got a hoop. You keep trying to play me, bro. We got a hoop. I got to see it. I'm fat and out of shape, but I got to see it. I can play, bro. I can play. Listen, I don't look like the athlete of today is supposed to look like, but I can, I can play, bro. I can play. We we got we got to we got to definitely we got to definitely pull up. I'm about to break out the J's and everything. But yo, I, I I made a crossover, and like you know, like sometimes you you'll get crossed and like you'll do like the hand swipe. Yeah. And the hand swipe came up high, and I got poked in the eye. Yeah. Is that guy a dirty player? No. It just happens. Like literally, my face was in the perfect spot at that moment to get hit in the face. Now there's a there's there's levels of like. Or if it happens again, mm. or yeah, I mean, That's like what I'm saying, where it's it's happening all the time with him, and it's getting out of hand. Yeah, with Kareem Jackson. Yeah, yeah, and it's for, dangerous. For sure, too. for sure, definitely. Anyway, I want to mention the uh, Patreon as I reopen my laptop before we sign off. Shout out to all you listeners going and leaving comments and ratings and subscribing to all the content. We've gotten over 150 subscribers on the YouTube channel in the last week. Um, shout out to all of you commenting on the shorts. So youtube.com slash veterans minimum, go over there, comment, rate, review, share. Sharing is the best. Sharing is the best thing. If you're a content creator, it's the best gift you could give us outside of subscribing to the Patreon. Uh, share that you listen to the show. I've always felt like the best endorsement comes from my friends that tell me, yo, bro, you would love that bar. You would love this song. You would love this movie. I don't need celebrities to tell me that. From peer to peer. So peer to peer, it's the best endorsement that we can have. And with that being said, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. As you can see here on the screen, we have a one, five and $10 tier. We also have a 20 and a $40 tier. We are at 82 members of the Patreon and giveaways sneakers are on the way for those who want it and you got mahul patel abel resin ben Coetzee, and christopher velasquez Derek platis dylan chadwick jordan riley mike stevens jerry shapiro mike wozniak nick crummich and thomas robinson thank you all for your contributions to the patreon and that's today's episode the wednesday episode has already been recorded it'll be up on the patreon as well uh, I'm going to be out of town this week, so I couldn't record on Wednesday, so we banged it out. Alan and I talk NFL, kind of pretenders, contenders for post-Thanksgiving. And also, uh, a really dope fucking interview with David Hill. He works with The Ringer, has done some stuff with the Associated Press, USA Today, a bunch of stuff, and he covers sports betting. And we kind of talk about uh, where we are right now with like six weeks to go in 2023 as we head to 2024. Uh, that'll be out on Wednesday. So I'd love for you guys to check that out and give us some feedback. With all that said, I'm going to shut up now. At Nick Day is 10 as you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum are at Veterans Minimum. Josh, where can they find you? The American Fan 365 on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Like, share, subscribe. As Nick was saying, please share the share the posts. You know, your, your following helps build our following. So uh, we'd love to see it. And, you know, thanks for tuning in to Nick and continuing to have me on your show and see you. I'll see you next week. Hopefully sans black eye. And uh, hopefully on time. This guy, that's just how long everybody. <laughs>
I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat a venison. Dab. The most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com